0: I don't trust what kind of Android future you're creating. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the geekscape games podcast this is episode 156 holy crap hank it's mr krabs is that right it, no it says hank
1: <laughs> no it says hank is mr krabs it Is oh okay
2: it's cool it's cool like like going. hank from
1: detroit become human is mr krabs from spongebob squarepants you mean he's reinhardt from no, overwatch he's mr krabs are they he's also, all the
2: same he, because don't with me like that guys it already screwed me up
1: he's also kelvin inman from lost he was desmond's partner in the
0: hatch he wasn't desmond's partner he wasn't delson's partner in infamous
1: uh that i don't know kitty do you hear this i'm sure i don't know yeah okay cool so
0: (laughs) if you if you didn't figure out the title is actually holy crap hank is mr krabs thanks a lot of people (laughs) apparently but anyway anyway we're back with our 156th episode We are shameless once again, but we've got three happy, healthy hosts ready to go over the week's news and...
1: You know who's the special guest next time he shows up?
0: Yeah, I know, right? Who's the special guest now? But anyway, (laughs) speaking of, we do have our favorite special guest, Derek Crannevelt, and our other favorite special guest, Courtney Dossett.
2: I'm the captain now.
0: But you never want to host, so you kind of give that up.
1: You didn't. You didn't come up with a C word for Courtney for this week. The C word is captain,
2: where C stands for continuously disappointed.
0: Well, that's well, that's different. and what's disappointing you this week, Courtney?
2: What hasn't disappointed me this week?
0: Are you, are you disappointed because of your game, or are you disappointed because Active Shooter got pulled down?
2: No, I'm happy about that. That was the one good thing. So I'm disappointed because I I have upset both my parents.
0: Oh. I mean, isn't that just life? I was gonna say that's like it's like everyday thing.
2: I had, it was on a high note. I'm graduating. I'm getting presents. I'm doing well. My mom was so happy. She downloaded SoundCloud just to listen to the podcast. Listen to it. Listen to it with my dad, who then both <laughs> they both texted me and were like, "You are so full of."
1: Oh no, no way!
2: Apparently, not only did they quote say I had a whole bunch of games that I do not remember having, and I don't think that we really had. That my dad also said we did have a magnetic fish game.
1: So, and I, said,
2: I don't remember that. I don't know. Now, and they, to be fair, there is a 10 year gap between me and my brother. And I don't know if they've kind of like mooshed our childhoods together because my brother has definitely had a lot better toys than me. Mom and dad don't listen to this podcast anymore. I love you. <laughs> I appreciate everything you did for you me. You should have heard
1: what she said about you on the pre-show. <laughs> so in other me. words,
0: you're were, you're were fishing for sympathy.
2: Fishing for sympathy, maybe well, I don't they're, know. They're not biting. No one cares.
0: No one's. I mean, <laughs> it's not for like I get and No anything. one's biting. The fish bit I'll back.
2: Get anything if anyone feels bad for me. Everyone like, oh, Courtney didn't get to play that game. So bad for her. No one's buying just, me a switch.
1: She's just playing Custer's Revenge as a thirty-year-old. Yeah, I mean,
0: you. I was just gonna say you played Custer's Revenge, so you kind of peaked at this point.
2: I've. I. I've, oh,
0: Everything going forward, just a bonus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, I uh, did not enjoy, I only played one video game this week, and I just finished it today, and I I didn't enjoy it, and I don't like it. Sorry, Derek.
1: <sighs> I feel bad for convincing you to buy it now, because I played it and can't stay awake.
2: Here's the, go- know, here's the good news, I didn't pay, f- I didn't buy it.
1: Ah, there we go.
2: I rented it.
1: So oh, I, nice. I rented
2: it for three days for $7.
1: That's pretty good.
2: So um, I didn't realize
1: you could still rent video games.
2: Um, Redbox.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, Redbox pulled out of Canada a number of years ago. So
2: oh yeah, no, yeah. we still have it down here. And so I because I was going to go buy it and I was like, well, I could just buy it on PlayStation 4, but I'm not going to do that mistake again because I did that with um, Monster Hunter. Where I haven't played it basically since I bought it. -hmm. But I can't return it or take it in to trade it in.
0: I'm still I'm still around I know, I just
2: I don't enjoy playing it is part of my problem. I don't know. I've just I like uh I might try and play it again. I'll let you know. Um but I was like, oh I could trade it in and get something like um the new Colossus, which I'm interested in getting, but I can't because I bought it on the on the PlayStation store. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was gonna go buy it and um I thought, well, instead of buying it, let me see if I can rent it. And we had one, like ten minutes away,
1: and it was so in I, stock. that's great.
2: It was in stock. I feel like um feel like my area there's not a lot of people with gaming consoles it's a little that uh, area's a little uh, a little sad, but
1: I mean, it also, works out for you.
2: yeah, I mean, I only had to pay seven dollars for a game I didn't enjoy, so yeah. I think when I saw the game, I thought there was going to be a lot more of you playing the detective Mm
0: -hmm. so
2: i think i thought the whole game was you playing as a detective which is why i was super hyped for it Mm -hmm. because i was like oh i can live my first dream and be a forensic scientist um and it wasn't that and it um i don't know i had a lot of problems with
1: it Mm -hmm. are you gonna tell us about those problems i feel like this is basically the games this is the games you've been playing this week courtney and and you I, I mean, you could go a little bit into it, but I feel like we should do a dedicated episode. If we're all, like, the three of us are playing it, Josh will probably finish it pretty quick. I think that it's a game that warrants a discussion. Uh, and, I would have uh, finished
0: it already if I could stay awake, and I don't even think it's necessarily the game's fault. I don't know what it is. Try
2: playing. I played during the day, so I had to stop the first time. I was playing time. during the
0: day. I was playing in <laughs> <afternoon.
2: laughs> the first time I afternoon. The first time I got spooked, and I had to stop playing because it was, like, 11 midnight, and I... It was It was too spoopy. And then I picked it up and I realized like if I had just hung in there for like another minute, it would have been fine. <laughs> I could probably finished the game yesterday. Um, my problem with the game is I feel like I love I like the idea of the story. I think that the story would have been better executed as an actual movie That's versus a game. Kind
0: of how I feel about every game they make.
2: Mm, this specific company?
0: Yeah, because this oh, is pretty okay. much the only kind of game they make
2: i mean and i like i think this is maybe the first time i played this kind of game i don't know oxen yeah. free was kind of like this you had choices you could make you could you could do different things but i felt like i was more a part of the game than i did playing detroit become human now maybe that's because you split your time between different characters so maybe i i wasn't bonding with the characters as much but i mean like i put in time as each of them and i tried to go and explore everything. Um, it was hard to find what I was supposed to be doing next or how to do what I wanted to do um really yeah I had a real hard time doing that even with like there's an Android like hyper mode you can go into you know you push the yeah the
1: mind uh, I can't remember it, what it's called but
2: yeah, yeah. But you you push your right bottom yeah, flapper because yeah,
1: you push the r two button and it essentially like mm-hmm. if you're close to things that you can interact with it will highlight you? that yeah. And you still had issues finding?
2: I had, well, because I would, because everything is timed. <laughs> so I'd see the yellow thing and I'd run over. I'm like, this is where the yellow thing is. And it wouldn't be there. And I'd highlight it again. I'm like, okay, it's a little farther off. And I'd get over mm-hmm. there and you'd have to position yourself just exactly right to be able to interact with the thing. And I'd be able to interact with it. And then like my time for exploring would be over.
0: Mm. Oh, that drove me crazy in the very first chapter. Like they didn't really give you any real indication that you were being timed. And I was kind of taking no. my time looking at everything. And all of a sudden they're like, oh are you gonna are you gonna do it
1: or what yeah. I, I feel like i don't feel like there were that many moments in the game that were timed though and most of them like the you're talking about the opening with connor right
2: no i'm talking this happened
1: Josh, Josh, yeah, so yeah i was talking oh. about the opening yeah yeah i feel like that one is a little bit because the other ones i feel like actually give you timers
2: the other ones give you t- most of the time but there were other times when i was like oh i want to kind of like poke around this house and see what i can find mm-hmm. and like I couldn't, I couldn't do that because, like, the story pushed itself. So I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I had the freedom to go explore. It's kind of like um, the only thing that made me think of is, like, when you're playing a D&D and your DM really wants you to do a certain thing. So they're like, oh, you can do whatever you'd like. And then they're like, oh, but this character over here needs to talk to you. And this character over here is trying to get your attention. And then that character comes over and punches you in the face to get your attention. And I hate that. Um so I struggled with that. And then there was like, there were things like you have choices on how you want to be perceived in a couple areas and how to do what you wanted to do wasn't clear. So like I, I wasted a bunch of time trying to wander around to fi- how, trying to figure out how to do what I wanted to do. And I'm trying not to spoil here. Um, and there was no clear indication on what to interact with or how to do something in the way that I wanted to do it. Mm. And that was really frustrating. And I ended up screwing up my entire planned role play with a character because of that and it ended up messing up my end of the gameplay mm. um the other thing i didn't like is like controls were not consistent throughout the game oh, so God. there's a couple there's a couple I, different times where you're like opening up a car door and sometimes you you slide your thumb to the right and sometimes you slide your thumb to the right and up and around and sometimes it's a straight up and sometimes it's a left i'm like can we pick one <laughs> can i open the door one way can i just have to slide it to the side one time one way and then the other problem I had was sometimes when you're interacting with stuff you get a long cut scene and now you don't have to really do anything maybe you walk through it other times you'll have what feels like it's going to be a long cut scene and then all of a sudden a bunch of things flash up on the screen and I had no time to react and and be able to do what I wanted to do to to have control over the situation so um Yeah, I felt like I had a a bad DM, like, telling me my roles didn't count and, like, fudging roles and I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. The other thing I hated was when I went back to go, because the whole cool thing about this, too, is, right, is you get your flow chart so you can go back and figure out how you want to redo things. It wouldn't let me do it in the middle of the story. So, like, if I, if, like, if I said, um, like, there's a couple situations, like, let's say you have to kill somebody or not kill somebody, And I make the decision to kill somebody, but I'm like, oh, I didn't actually want to do that. I couldn't go back into the flowchart and let me choose the other option. It wouldn't let me rewind to go back.
1: I think you can't until you're finished. Once you're finished the game, that's what unlocks that.
2: But that's... that's...
1: Because, and I think the reason for that is, for instance, if you are playing a chapter and you finish that chapter, and then you go back to replay that chapter and make a different decision, when you are now progressing which choice that you've made because you've now made both choices which one is it going to take from
2: my only problem with that is now i don't want to go back and finish i don't want to go back and i don't want to go back and replay anything i don't want to do it now it's there's there's decisions that i made like yesterday that i would have changed or
1: but i think that's part of what these these games do that on purpose though in that they put they put you under pressure to make these hard choices and those choices you're stuck with them And that is like part of what makes them, I think, so effective because like if you could just go back five minutes later and change the choice you made, then none of the choices you make actually matter because if you if you don't like the way that that scene, the outcome of that scene happened, you can just go back.
2: But I can do that in other games. I can choose to load a different save file or I can choose to to play a different way. Like when I played Fable and Fable two and three and I I've replayed those games and enjoyed replaying them and like and and skyrim the same thing like i go back and make different decisions about things all the time what what to do and what not to do um i part of the appeal of detroit become human for me was that i thought i could do that in real time so i wouldn't have to i could go back and do it right then and, and experience all the. this different ain't things. no life
1: is strange courtney this ain't no life is strange
2: well i haven't played that either no
1: so that yeah. one you can't. You make your choice. You're like, oh no, I think that's the wrong choice. Yeah, she's got time rewind powers, and you can literally rewind time right then and there.
2: I mean, that's that's kind of what I thought I was getting. I thought I was getting a forensic adventure. It's not. I thought I was getting ability to rewind time and like, like that's what I love about video games is I can I can change my decision. And I can change everything I do, and I can't do that. So you should, not, like, you should not. You should never this.
1: play a Telltale game then.
2: I don't feel like I've. En- I didn't enjoy this at all. Okay. I. Like, I finished this game today out of pure stubbornness <clears throat> and a little bit of hope that I would end up liking it.
0: I'm, I'm surprised because mm-hmm. it sounded that. like you were really into it when you were talking about it on Facebook.
2: Oh, I was. Mm-hmm, I like, yesterday, Yesterday, Courtney. <laughs> yesterday, Courtney was like, this game, this game has got me, like, messed up. Like, I'm attached to characters. And then, like, as, like, it progressed, like, I felt a lot of it was, like, pandering. Like, right, right. a lot of it was it didn't feel genuine i didn't feel a genuine connection anymore i felt like oh yeah i know what they're going to do now because this is how they're going to get this out of me and i don't like it it made me it wasn't what i wanted so yeah. i'm disappointed i give detroit become human two thumbs down i give it it's beautiful although i will say that i mean i don't know if it's meant f- to be played better on a ps4 pro but like there were a couple times like where stuff loaded in and some of the faces were not fully loaded and we're not really
1: I didn't experience that at all actually I had that happen a couple times I'm not playing on a ps4 pro either I found there were like the occasional scene like the first scene with Marcus walking outside and stuff Mm -hmm. like that there were some frame rate drops but I didn't have any like loading or texture issues or anything like that yeah I
2: had full up like full-on faces not loading fully I had a couple times where my game actually paused, and I mean I don't the only thing I have really sitting on my, my PS4 is my monitor. I don't have anything heavy on it. I don't have anything keeping... It's not hot to the touch. It's not even warm. Um, but I was just, like, I was really disappointed in that. Because it kind of took me out of it. Or there was a couple times when I was like, wow, this game is so beautiful. Like, two seconds ago, it just happened. So, um, and also sometimes the facial textures got weird. They entered that uncanny valley when they were doing certain things. Like, ease for some reason. Whenever they were doing ease or like smiling, sometimes like their faces looked
0: <laughs> really weird. Was it as bad as Mass Effect? Um, I don't actually, think anything
1: says bad as Mass
2: Effect. No, it re- you know now that you say that, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Just just that, just that like above, like if you just cut around their mouth, like that's what it reminded. Like you could probably copy paste them. There's just something weird about it that bothered bothered me so. <laughs> I had to find something better to play this week.
1: <laughs> uh, How about the Witcher 3? How about Sea you No, know, I can't
2: get past that. Griffin. No, I <laughs> know what it is. I think, I'm going to be fair. I think my computer needs to upgrade before I can give Witcher 3 a chance. Cause I think used to play, computer,
1: play it on like, PS4 plus. then.
2: But then I have to buy it.
1: It's like super cheap. It's like three years old.
2: Yeah, but then I have to buy it. And I was going to buy the new Colossus game.
1: Mm. I, that I don't is going know. I'll on. S- that the you're talking Shadow of the Colossus, is yes. That correct? Yes. I believe next week that goes on sale for 19.99 US.
2: Uh, it does on the PS the on the I PlayStation think. Store. It does. Yeah, yeah. But I've I've I'm trying not to buy games on the PlayStation Store. Yeah.
1: But I, I think that will that also whole... be at retail. And it will be on sale for 19. Oh, well
2: then I'll I'll keep an eye out for sure. Uh,
1: if you buy is you it for, it for buy, you then?
0: I'll give you my rewards membership, and Ooh. you can get four dollars off.
2: I have a Best Buy rewards
0: the gamers club? I think so. Oh, okay. I'll well, check. if you do then. I'll double
2: check. If I don't, I will let you know. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. I'm so grumpy. I'm so sorry. Like that game, <laughs> like I was mad at it. I was like I was emotionally mad at it and then I got like like clinically mad at it and then like my computer was being a dick. <laughs>
1: What, is, what does what does it have to do with your computer? Oh, that's what. Oh, you're just mad. Like, I thought, I'm just, like, okay I'm just that's angry just in general. Like right. game, this is not a computer game. The,
2: game. the game was being angry with me the last like day, and mm-hmm. then my computer was being an asshole trying to get started for the show. Shane doesn't show up. I'm just I'm going to start throwing things. I need a vacation from my non-job.
0: So now, <laughs> I, now I really feel like I want to finish this game. Like do while it. we're talking about it, might as well just move on to all of our thoughts so far before we do a full episode. Yeah. But I'm not that far into it. I think I'm like on chapter four or whatever it is. Um, I kind of touched on some of the things that I had issues with a second ago. My biggest one was getting cut off at the first chapter before I was done exploring without any kind of warning or notification because, you know, the idea is that you're an investigator. So I'm sitting there taking my time investigating and all of a sudden there's like, hey, get over here. And I thought I walked into the wrong room or something because it happened so abruptly. And when I went back to the flow chart, it just basically said, oh, I took too long. And I was like, what do you mean took too long? You guys didn't tell me that I was timed. So it's like on that part of it, it was like, whatever. But the chapters afterwards, it's like something's about it. Like I said earlier, like I keep falling asleep while playing it. And I don't know if it's the game is like sometimes when I'm playing in my bedroom, it's just like so comfortable that I'll just start dozing off or like getting drowsy just being (laughs) in there so i don't know if that's part of it but then again like i've tried picking it back up like twice and both like each time since the first chapter was over like i keep dozing off and i think maybe just because there's not enough happening yet it's just so much like exposition and like literally your missions are my missions so far in the game and i hope this isn't too spoilery because it's really nothing important but it's like i was i spent like a bunch of time like washing dishes and running a vacuum cleaner and stuff and i, I get yep. that the idea is like you know you're an android and you're purchased to like basically be a housekeeper at this stage of the story but it's like holy shit it felt like it took a long time like there were so many different chores to do and it took a lot of energy out of me it was like i was doing it for real
2: house cleaning simulator 2018
0: because i had no energy and i hated every second of it <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> welcome to my life josh <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah it's like And like something that you mentioned earlier, Courtney, about how it was jumping back and forth from each character. So it was hard to kind of get attached to anything. Mm -hmm. It seems like all of their games are like that. But the only, well, I haven't finished Detroit, obviously. But Heavy Rain, I thought, did that really well because it jumped between four different characters who were investigating like the same crime. And that was kind of cool. But then in Beyond Two Souls, it was just one character, but the story was told out of sequence. So for example, like chapter two would be like towards the end of the story and then chapter three would be like in the middle and then chapter four would be at the beginning. And then you would have to kind of think back on it and piece it all together by the time you finally got to the end. And that I thought was really, really poorly done because it got to the point where it was hard to really absorb anything was that was happening when it was all out of sequence. So it's just, but it's like a, it's a weird like storytelling style that all of these games tend to do where they just don't really tell the story in a way in like a linear way, which could be a good, a good thing like heavy rain or a bad thing like beyond two souls. But I'm kind of curious now how it's going to come off when I get through more of this game. Well, like I've so read, far. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Uh, I've read books that I've used both of those techniques. I've read books and like book series where like things are completely out of, out of chronological order and you can have to like reorder it in your head or like you have different things going on and you have like six different point of views and like different areas that they're in and they all come together. But I just feel like for whatever reason, like this just didn't grab me. Like it, it made it harder for me to get into the story and it made it like, cause a couple times, like I'm doing something with one character and I skip to another character and then it goes back to the first one. I'm like, yeah, but I want to go back and I want to play with and figure out what's going on with, with character three over there. It gets real frustrating.
0: Mm, right. I feel like if it ever goes on sale that you should try giving heavy rain a chance. I think it pulled off what you're describing a lot better, Mm. but yeah, but either way, I'm not too far into it, so I can't comment too much. The only other big thing I want to say is that my big complaint that I talked about in previous episodes with like uh, Indigo Prophecy and heavy rain were that controlling the character outside of like cut outside of the button commands where you're just walking around Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: in all those other games, the controlling was so, so terrible that it made me just not even want to play anymore. But thankfully it was such a small part in this one. I think there's more manual control in the first four chapters than there were in the entirety of like heavy rain and indigo prophecy, but it it controls a lot, lot better, thankfully. So that's something that I'm really relieved about because it was a real chore to try to even move your character the slightest amount in the other ones. But yeah, that's about all I have to say about it so far.
1: Uh, So for myself... I also finished the game uh, the day before yesterday, a couple days ago, I finished the game and I fucking love this game. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting hearing such con- contrasting opinions. I I feel like, for instance, you, Courtney, you're, you're noting that one of the issues you had was how it does jump around between the characters. I thought that was so effective in like, like this was a very, very hard game to put down, I feel like, because each... Like, like the end of each chat, like, and it typically plays like you'll play one character for a chapter, then the next, then the next, and then it just kind of loops through that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that in most cases, each chapter. Of for each character ended on such like a a a cliffhanger or a a note that I wanted to see what happened next for them. So even if I was like, oh, I should put this game down and go to do something else, I didn't want to, and I wanted to keep playing and playing and playing. Like I feel like the points where it chose to cut those chapters were always super effective.
2: Well, yeah, I don't know. I just found that my problem wasn't that. My problem was like you would be. I'm just using names, so like you'd be working with, um, Kara right? You'd be mm-hmm. playing Kara and then you'd play Connor and then you'd play Marcus and you play Connor again and you'd play Marcus. And I was like, but I want to know what's happening with Kara. And I felt like sometimes like I spent more time working on their storylines and not enough working with mm-hmm. Kara's. And that frustrated me because I didn't, like, I wanted to know more about I, what was. I feel like I don't can-
1: remember it doing that. I feel like it was always in sequence, like it's like, I don't remember any of them being skipped over ever, unless that was something that happened based on the choices that you had made.
2: Maybe it did. Maybe that's part mm-hmm. of it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like that, that not being able to, like, if I, I think if I had a choice, I would want to choose one character and, and get to play with them up to a point where you can't play them anymore and then switch mm-hmm. over instead of having mm-hmm. this. Cause I know that they kind of, they all like affect each other, but at the same time I was like, uh, I don't want to play this character right now. I want to go back to the other mm-hmm. things. I've just played his story, like mm-hmm. the chapter before. So I don't know. When I
1: thought, like, I I didn't feel that way because I thought I thought each character's story was so different, um, but equally interesting that mm-hmm. I just wanted to absorb as much as I could, and I I was very much the type like i played very much the type of way where i would you know i was constantly using the r2 button to go into the mind palace to see what could be interacted with because i wanted to take in as much and learn about it i learn as much about this world as possible because i felt like the world itself and the world building that they did here was so interesting and and some of it was totally like like optional like you wouldn't even get this context to a lot of things if you didn't look around like they in each chapter there's like a a magazine that you can pick up and there's like Mm -hmm. article like very very short Uh, like here's one thing though that i that now that you mentioned the magazines here's one thing i want to add like
0: after like the third or fourth magazine i read i noticed that they were all written almost exactly the same yeah which started bugging me a little bit as like as a writer i was like the Mm -hmm. chapter would be like oh it introduces issue and then oh here's the country but here's what the opponents say and then here's the response to the opponent and then it ends and it's like every single Mm -hmm. article while very interesting, yep, and I love the world I, well, and I,
1: I feel like that was probably like a stylistic choice to keep them, because they were very short I think it was to keep them so short that you would actually read them, because I feel like I've you know, in other games that have readable text like Skyrim or, you know, the Fallout games or whatever, like most of the time I don't read them because they're pages and pages and pages. And I'm like, oh, this sounds really interesting. But once I'm 50 to 100 words in, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go back and play this video game some more. But I feel like they were so bite sized that I I read every single one that I could. Yeah. Um, Had they been longer or had they been more varied, I don't know that I would have made that same choice.
0: Yeah, because with in my case, I feel like, like, I love the world building that the magazine articles add to it, Mm -mm. but I feel like it would have been, it would have come off a little bit better if say the magazine, like one magazine has just like one opinion and it's like the same length, but it goes a little bit more detail about one opinion and then on another chapter, or maybe even a different magazine in the same chapter, Mm -hmm. it could show the opposing opinion, but have that be the main focus and not and even the way that they did it, there's nothing wrong with it inherently. It's just that every magazine that I've read so far is exactly the same in the way mm-hmm. that's it's formatted.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't have, I, I have so many good things to say about this game. I didn't really have, if, if I had any problems with it, if there was anything I wished more of, I wished that it was longer. Um, but also as a narrative game, it probably took about 10 to 12 hours to finish. So as a strictly narrative game, it it, it was probably the longest Quantic Dream game so far. And so my wanting for more is just because I was so invested in it. Um, I, I felt like potentially, like, like I, I don't know, it would be hard. Like, I think I enjoyed Kara's story the most. Um They were all really, really interesting. I feel like potentially Marcus's story moved a bit too quickly, um, but his was also probably like the broadest um, um, story. Like he had the most to Mm -hmm. do. Um, So I feel like they potentially had to move it more quickly. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like you know you had some some big actors in here and some amazing performances i feel like one of like like it's it was freaking gorgeous i didn't have any of those same technical issues you did aside from some odd frame rate drops but i felt like the animation and the acting and everything like that like was pretty unbelievable at times like this is a beautiful game and they it it is a very cinematic game so they would you know there's often very creative camera angles and there's often very sharp uh focus and and very shallow depth of field and and uh, it's it's can be pretty unbelievable to look at really really interesting side characters and everything too even the characters you don't get to play as um yeah i just thought and, and it, like it's i feel like this would be the perfect game to like like watch as well like for instance michaela got uh, i think she was here when i started playing it and she was she was like oh wow this is super interesting looking and then she was kind of there towards the tail end as well and didn't really see a lot in the middle but like after i finished the game like we ended up having like a you know a to an hour or a two hour long conversation about like what this world would be like and and you know android rights and all that sort of stuff and it's almost like it feels like a really good and really powerful and really thought-provoking like netflix original series for instance like like it, we ended up talking about it so much um more so than i would say we probably have for any other game ever uh and then i like For instance, I was coming home from work last night and had, you know, usually I call her on my way home from work and she's like, oh yeah, I just played Detroit for like three hours. And like, I can't recall the last time she just like without, you know, without me suggesting it or without, you know, being a game she had already been playing, like her just picking up something and and, and getting that into it either. But um, no, I, I, it's probably up there for like, I, I don't know. It's going to be like, I think it'll be a contender for like on my games of the year list. Like I...
0: So you you beat
1: Detroit, but you haven't finished God of War yet. So it's safe to say that Detroit's a better game than God
0: of War. False.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it's safe to say that. Um, They're both they're both so good, and I feel like. I don't know. I feel like the biggest like winner here is the people that bought a PlayStation four or an Xbox one, because they, like, I don't remember like, uh, I, I love sea of thieves, but prior to that, like what was the last big Xbox exclusive that I loved? And then here we've got God of war and Detroit become human, both, which are, might be some of the best games that I've played, um, you know, ever, let alone this year. And they both came out within a month of each other. Like that is insane. Um, I don't know. I love this game. I, I, I would be interesting. It's hard to talk about it more without spoiling much, and because it is such a person, I feel like it's such a personal journey because you can play each of the characters. A variety of different ways and seeing the flow chart was in pretty incredible i thought because it shows you just how different some of these stories can be based on some of your choices like i feel like in a lot of tell like telltale games for instance like some of the choices seem redundant and the and and it appears to be a fork in the path but then it comes back together and i feel like this game doesn't feel like that this game does feel like like whatever happens is directly based on your actions. Um, this, I mean, this feels like a game that, that if Telltale could get their shit together and stop being spread so thin and update their end, like this feels like, like the most polished, this, this feels like the game I want Telltale to start making at this point, because they've, I, I, yeah they've they've fallen from from the the pedestal that they were once on i feel like and their games are clunky and and technical messes at this point and and there is still some brilliance in a lot of those titles but um this game was just so polished and and so effective and i um i don't know i i'm i, I loved it so
0: basically i got to speed through this and then you have to speed through god of war and we could do our shows
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can I speak God of War is so long. I don't know if I can speed through it.
0: Just skip all the side quests. It's not worth it. I
1: I hate that last. I, I it's not worth it. I mean, yeah,
0: it's not. It's not worth
2: this, it. I mean, like in my opinion, like it's it's something you're gonna want to play again after you play it. So if yeah, so I mean, you could always mm-hmm. just go back and play them.
1: Well, and because when you finish it as well, it does yeah. like that is not the yeah. end. You can still play yeah. and do yeah. that to rest and then, stuff, right? And yeah. then in my opinion, yeah. I haven't thought about playing it since I beat it. So
2: I can't. I'm so emotionally damaged. I can't open it. But you know,
1: I feel like fucking like well. And I'm again, it's hard to say anything without spoiling things. But I saw my endings for Detroit, and then I went online and watched some of the other possibilities. And holy shit, some of them are vastly mm-hmm. different than what I got. And extremely yeah. depressing. I could just imagine what kind of horrible decisions
0: you made. Since I still haven't forgotten how you dumped the paint on Victoria and then lied to her about it and <laughs> pretended to be her friend. That's cold. Yeah. So I, she deserved I don't it. trust what kind of. I don't want trust what kind of android future you're creating. <laughs>
2: now I. Now I'm want questioning Miami, our friendship Detroit. with Derek. Derek, what things have you not told us? What have you done? Yeah, he's
0: he's gonna he's gonna assault us in comic at Comic Con and then say it was Shane and we'll all believe him. <laughs> it was me that tried to pee on you that one time. Yeah, you tried to pee on what? <laughs> Shane, Shane, tr- Shane tried to pee on me oh, at Comic-Con oh. a few years I ago. I thought
2: you were t- saying you tried to pee on me. I'm like, I don't remember this. What do you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he, did a, he did a good job then.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: Gross.
1: Um. So is that that's it for Detroit for yeah. now, I would I would imagine? Yeah,
0: so since we're already going okay. through that, Derek, if you wanted to go through the rest of the games you've been playing this week, and then I'll just yeah, d- okay. double back around to mine, because I haven't been playing as much as you have this week.
1: Okay. Yeah, I actually it like, I had a I feel like I spent most of my two days off this week, like playing video games, which is something that's super rare, but I played quite a bit this week. Um, Mikaela and I spent a couple of, a couple more hours playing a way out, um, which you talked about a number mm-hmm. of weeks ago, but that's the EA like prison escape game. Um, ah, it's, it's super enjoyable. It's, it's another like fairly, I mean, it's pretty linear. It's a fairly, um, but it's an interesting, if not pretty cliche story. Um, but it's a lot of fun and I love just the, the interesting mechanics that they've used in terms of this, this cooperative experience, like just the way that, you know, the split screen will change and it'll shrink one screen when you should be focusing more on the other. And at times it'll pull it all together into one screen and everything like that. Um, but yeah, and now so we're at a point the characters actually kind of have a common enemy outside of the prison. We've escaped, um, but it turns out that once you, you know, you're you escaping the prison seems like it's kind of just the beginning of things because now you are you kind of have this mission where you're going to be teaming up to try to take out this person that robbed you or not robbed you, but wronged you. It sounds like, Um Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And I love the cooperative aspect. It's fairly accessible, too. You know, like, you know, Michaela, who I don't think gives herself enough credit in terms of her abilities of playing games, but she feels like she sometimes struggles with certain titles. And, and, you know, I whereas I can pretty quickly move through certain things, but I don't feel like I'm ever having to slow down for her or change, change my Mm -hmm. habits or anything like that. But it's a lot of fun and it's gone on sale a number of times already, but, um, I mean, if you have someone to play it with locally, pick it up. If you don't have someone to play it with locally, but know somebody that could play with you online, um, again, they've done that really interesting system where only one person needs to buy the game. One person buys a the game. They send an invite to the other person. That person gets to download it and play through it with that person. So now can um, you play it
0: split screen at all?
1: Yeah. So if you're playing it on, yeah, so it's low, it's got local co-op. So Michaela and I were playing on the same TV, but if you're playing online, it's still a split screen experience. So you will still see both characters in both screens uh, all the time, essentially. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, really neat. Um, Aside from that, I played a little bit of Fortnite. Um, It's probably, it was the first time I really played since sometime during season two of the game. And it's in season four. Now it feels like it's changed a lot. Um, I thought it was polished before it seems to run even better now on the Xbox one X than it did then. Um, a lot of things have changed though. The map seems like it's got a lot of different elements on it. I understand that that's kind of evolving over time and that's kind of the lore or the story of the game it has a lot to do with what's happening with the map. Um, Weapons, it seems like there's a lot of new weapons and and mechanics that weren't there before, a lot of kind of quality of life stuff that that weren't there the last time I played like, like you can now, you know, if you're trying to build a ramp or something like that, rather than having to press the trigger button each and every time you want to build a piece of the ramp, you can kind of hold it down and just keep running and it'll just, uh, it'll just kind of auto build at that point, which is really, really nice. Um, but yeah, no. It was, I I just played it for a night. I played it for a couple of hours and ended up playing squads for the first time. Um, prior, I had mostly played solo, but I jumped in with a few people that I knew from work actually, and it was a really good time. Um, I, I would look forward to playing it again. Uh, and then the last thing which I was super excited for was the sea of thieves, the hungering deep. So the first, ex- first mini expansion slash content drop for sea of thieves, uh, released just this past Tuesday. Um, it is super cool. So I jumped in on Wednesday with a few friends. Um, and then Michaela joined with us later. Um, cause we will sometimes play together. I'll play on my MacBook, and she'll play on the, uh, Xbox. um, But so this uh, they've kind of it's kind of the first kind of story based quest for the game. Like, I mean, I've talked about it at length previously, but it's got that fairly simple gameplay loop where you're doing these voyages, which essentially means finding treasure or finding items and then delivering them to improve your ranks and stuff like that. But in this one, essentially, there's a there's like this character that you find on this island and he tells this tale about how, um, you know, he was playing some song somewhere in the ocean and uh it somehow summoned this gigantic beast and this beast took out his whole armada of ships essentially and now he wants to avenge his crew that he's lost and stuff like that and you end up uh kind of going on this like like hunt for hunt around he gives you kind of a couple clues and you kind of hunt around the uh, map for journal pages um so things that he's written since the, this happened or during during the time that this happened and he's also like an alcoholic so sometimes it's like very very garbled and hard to read but pretty it's it's always pretty funny um but it kind of leads you around the map and you kind of pick up a couple of items you need along the way so they've introduced uh i can't remember what it's called but it's some sort of horn that allows you to like you can call out to other ships that are near you so so because the proximity chat is fairly tight in the game so for instance if there's a ship you know a little ways away from you they might not be able to hear you even if you're trying to communicate with them so with this new item you'll kind of be able to to amplify your voice and call out at them um and then they've also added a new instrument so there's also a drum uh to go along with the hurdy-gurdy and the accordion um but yeah so you kind of go around and we actually kind of played it backwards which was interesting enough so we went to this island um and it was i i feel like sea of thieves previously it's always been somebody you know you see a ship it's always dangerous you're always like is that ship just sailing by is it going to shoot at us but you're never you know it's never do they want to do they want help or do they want to team up or anything like that but um, um so it's always been like you're playing with your crew but aside from that it's like everyone else is just a threat but we we end up going to this island where this character is and there's already probably like 10 people standing on the island and right away they're like oh there's another ship coming hey ship come help us we're gonna go take down this this shark and and so the the beast that that is essentially this it's called a megalodon it's a gigantic shark um Super cool looking. But uh but yeah, so we we at this time we didn't realize that (laughs) there was a bunch of stuff. In case you couldn't tell her reaction. (laughs) I got real
2: excited. Megalodons are really cool. Like they're extinct now, but they're really fucking cool and they're huge.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was it's pretty cool in the game too. So we we didn't realize at the time but there was a bunch of stuff to do in the quest beforehand, but um we there's 10 people here they're like oh just let just follow us follow our ship and we're like what's going on why aren't they attacking us like, like it's another ship they're real players they should be trying to kill us um and so we kind of go to this area of the map and they the the last piece of the riddle i don't want to spoil it because it's kind of it's like music based for instance in the game itself but but the something happens and you summon this gigantic megalodon and so we were at a point where there was our ship which was a galleon there was another galleon and then there was a sloop uh, a sloop which is a smaller ship with a couple of people on it um and you all just kind of start firing at this megalodon um you can use your sniper rifle to, to get it when it's kind of further away, but you're also trying to hit it with cannons, which will do significantly more damage, but it kind of swims around and, and attacks each of the ships. Um, and, uh, the whole, the battle itself probably took like 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, um, for the, I think it was probably a group of about 12 people total. Um, So, yeah, you would kind of fire the cannons. It would attack your ship. Your ship would, like, start leaking. You would need to go patch that up. Um, But sometimes it would do this, like, larger attack, too, which kind of, like, throws your ship sideways. So if you're on the deck at that point, you actually get thrown into the water. Um, And when the Megalodon's around, too, it seems like the water is also filled with significantly more regular sharks. So it's, like, super dangerous to be in the water. Um, But we kind of, like, fought and fought and fought. And then at one point are and it's super fun like everyone's communicating and it's just it's just not a feeling you're used to with this game because you're used to just playing and just being interactive with your own crew so it was a different feeling there but um at one point sort of towards the end of the battle like our ship goes sideways i'm out in the water i swim back to the ship the ship's sinking so the, the ship is already underwater by the time i get there and then i'm like shit what do i do now um the rest of my crew is dead at this point. So I'm the only one that survived as far as I'm aware. Uh, So they spawned elsewhere and started trying to sail back to where this battle was happening. But I swam to one of the other boats that was part of the battle. I was like, Hey, I'm from that galleon. The galleon sunk. And they didn't realize at that point, but they're like, shit, the galleon sunk. What are we going to do? And uh, so I just went on this other ship and started helping them, you know, patch their ship and 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 shooting the shark and shooting cannonballs and everything like that, and we ended up beating it, which was really neat. Um, so you get some like like it's like a time limited event um, where if you beat it within the first two weeks that that this mission is out, you get a bunch. You get like a new title which like floats above your character's head when people look at you, and you get uh, like a like a figurehead for your ship and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it was like probably one of the most interesting pieces of content that i've felt like that that i've that i've really played in the game we we then like michaela came afterwards and we went back and started doing the mission like but from the start so we actually found out why we were doing what we were doing and and obtaining the extra pieces of of equipment and stuff um I know it was super fun. It was something where like the total content is probably, and and again, like all of the updates and all the content drops for CFDs will be free. So you just, you have the game or you have Xbox game pass. You're going to get that content. All of it probably took three to four hours, I'd say. But um, And this was, again, the first drop. They also added a, a bunch more quality of life things, which I don't really need to get into, but it really, some things I really appreciated. So a bunch more cosmetics got added as well. Um, but that's this month's content. And then there's another drop about the same size coming next month. And then there's an even bigger one coming in July. So um, it seems like they have good, like, I really enjoyed what I played here. And it seems like they have really good plans to continue to expand this world and everything like that so for our first drop it was i mean three to four hours of content doesn't sound like a ton but it's also i'm not paying anything extra for it and there are there are plans to do that more significantly as well and they're even starting up some weekly events in the next couple weeks that will unlock more more stuff so um that was cool i was really impressed it was a lot of fun It sounds like they're adding a lot of stuff to it to really make the game more robust,
0: because I know one of the more consistent Mm -hmm. complaints I've heard was that, oh, there's not enough to do or, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So it's good to hear that they're Mm -hmm. bringing so much into the game.
1: Totally. Well, and it, like, like, I think I, I think I even said it like in my review back in March, but I loved everything that was in there so far, but it felt like it feels like that's just the beginning. Like it feel everything that was in there was so interesting and polished, but it felt like there was so much more that could be done. And now, you know, they're, they've really viewing this. And, and they even said before launch, like they see this game as like a three or four or five year project after launch, um, I just see them just they, they continue to do this. Like I'm going to be playing this game forever.
0: Yeah, it sounds good. Every time you talk about it, it makes me want to try to try it out. But then I remember <laughs> I'm remember i already sitting on like 100 games.
1: Oh, yeah. I still, have, like, uh, I still have like I still have shrink wrapped games that I bought last year that I'm never going to get to at this point. Did
0: I tell you guys about the video game addict that was on TV last week?
1: No, nope. there was like some
0: news story that was on at work and they were talking about different people who were like addicted to technology. And there was this guy who had like a family and everything. And his story was that he was addicted to games and he was play he would play online shooters all the time on his PS4, like 12 hours a day. And he had his own like basement cave where he just sat there and played <laughs> games and in- ignored his family pretty much. But at this one point in the story, they were like zooming in on his bookshelves full of games and they're like, uh, he has over 200 games and then i just was like ah, oh 200. my God. that's so many no i was like ha ah, 200 like that's yeah. all like and they call him an addict come on and then i then i realize i have a problem <laughs> but um as far as as far as everything else that i've been playing this week any as far as new things the only things i've really played are mario tennis which the demo came out yesterday And it's an online demo. It's essentially a glorified stress test, but they're making it an actual tournament. So the people who have the most points after the first trial period are going to move on to like a higher bracket. I don't remember what the winners are or the winner or winners are going to get for participating in this tournament, but it did Mm -hmm. give me a chance to kind of play around with the new mechanics because I don't know if you guys saw on the Nintendo Direct a few months back where they're really kind of, I don't want to say overhaul. The game because it's t- at the end of the day it's still tennis, but they're adding a ton of new abilities and moves that you can do to the point where it feels a lot more arcade. Yeah, I
1: remember it. it looked like that. Yeah, it looked like yeah, it looked like they added a ton. It looked like there was a lot of single player content to be in the game too, which I was really interested. That in.
0: excited me because Camelot, the developer of the game, they made Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance, and for the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance versions of Mario Tennis, they had like full RPG modes. So they're kind of hinting that this game is going to be the first one since the Game Boy Advance to have a full story mode, but I don't know if it's going to go in as much depth as those previous ones did. Because, like
1: I said, they were pretty much RPGs. Did they do like I remember being super addicted? I think it was like Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color or something like that. But it was like a full on RPG, and it was so interesting. Yeah,
0: I think they made it too. They were making all. I think at the time they were making all of the portable versions of the sports games while a different developer was doing the home console version. And then the last couple of...
1: Yeah, I remember having a ton of fun with that one.
0: Yeah, and was that the game too? I know Mario Tennis was like this on Game Boy Color, but your little character...
1: Actually, I think I played Mario Tennis on Game Boy Color too, and it was unreal. Yeah, because
0: I remember in Mario Tennis, at least, I don't know about golf, but your little RPG character that you built up. If you had the transfer pack, you could plug it in your N64 and transfer your guy into the console version. Oh, maybe. really? That's pretty cool. But I'm hoping it's that in-depth. That's pretty much the main reason I'm into the game. As far as actually playing the online mode, it was interesting in the sense that there's new things like trick shots where they'll like either leap or do a backflip into into a shot. But you have to time the distance and the timing of the shot really precisely because otherwise you're going to completely miss it. But when you hit the ball that way, it gives you more meter that you need to either slow down time if you're on the defense or uh, shoot one of your charge shots if you're on the offense. And it's really weird too, because it's like you could win the match in two different ways, either by scoring enough points like you would in a normal tennis match, or every time you hit one of your charge shots, if you aim at your opponent directly instead of aiming at the court. And they mistime their return shot; it does damage to their tennis racket. And if you hit them with oh, enough really? of those shots to where, if you hit them with enough of those shots to where their tennis racket breaks, they instantly lose, regardless of the score. Oh, yeah. No way!
1: Like lose the whole yeah. game.
0: So, like you'll, oh, you'll be yeah. able to lose, especially if it's like a long match or if you guys rally back and forth a lot. Like theoretically, you could be down like it could be game set and match for the opponent. And if you hit them with enough charge shots, you could just snatch the game away from them. it's really interesting but i don't know if i would buy it because i kind of feel like i want to wait to see what people say about the story mode because Mm -hmm. playing online against other people it's something that and i'm kind of like this with all sports games even like the arcadey ones where it's fun to play and pick up a few matches but it's not something i'm going to spend a lot of time on and with as many games as that come out and as many games i already have it's like i'm not going to sit there and pick up a a few tennis games here and there for too long i'll probably do it for maybe a week at best and just get bored of it not to mention that the internet connectivity on this on the demo at least was really really bad at certain points and when the Mm -hmm. frame when the internet connection would start slowing down like i would push a button it would be like a full second before the character would respond to my button input and if if it's a tennis match obviously that's like crucial so there would be times where I'd be running in the opposite direction while the ball's coming at me because I was oh, holding no left at the beginning of the match, but like switched to right as soon as he hit the ball and it just didn't register. And then outside of that, the only thing I, uh, the only other thing I've really been playing is I started up Dragon Quest eight, which I was joking. Cause I bought Dragon Quest eight when it first came out on PS2 at almost full price. And then I rebought it for 3ds yeah. a year ago <laughs> and now I just started it on 3ds. So it's been like 15 years in the making, but it's. It's fun so far. I'm not too far into it, but it, if I remember correctly, it was Dragon Quest's first game that was in 3D. Uh, the graphics on the 3DS translate really well. All the artwork mm. is really colorful and bright, and the character designs all... Surprisingly, like Akira Toriyama does the character designs for it, and a lot of his games... are Not just games, but a lot of work that he does, a lot of times the characters will look exactly the same. And if you're unfamiliar with who that is, it's basically the guy who did like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and then oh, Chrono cool. Trigger for like video games and stuff. But a lot of the characters the yeah. samey. But in this one, there seem to be a lot more variety in the character types, body types, outfits, like faces and stuff. So it's really nice to look at. The story was picking up pretty quick. And the battle system is basic, but mostly because it's still kind of channeling off of Dragon Quest history, which is like one of the first major mm-hmm. RPGs. But I'm not too far into it, so I can't say too much about it, but I'm hoping to get more into it as of next week. But is there any other things you guys wanted to talk about before we move on to the news real quick?
2: I think that was everything.
0: Uh, Nope. Yeah, so I guess starting off, since you were having such a bad day, Courtney, I figured we would brighten up your day by talking a little bit about how Active Shooter was pulled.
2: Yeah, and they pulled everything the developer made. I think that actually happened like the day after we were recorded. The day after we recorded, yep, it, like, Steve was yeah. like, "So we pulled that game. We pulled that developer. We're not. We don't have that anymore." Now I don't know that they pulled similar games because you guys were saying like hatred and stuff. I I didn't check to see if they took those off.
1: I don't think hatred ever actually came out, did it? Or it was refused remember. on my Steam, Steam as well. Don't remember. My,
2: everything is jacked up. Um, but like I remember, like there were some other people like complaining about other games that were on. No, it was on Steam because it was 70% off because I looked at it last time. Because when I when we recorded last time, I checked and it was available for like $7. You can still buy it. at $7 on Steam. So, yes, I took it down because everybody made a big deal about it. However, there are still similar games available on that platform. So, but then...
0: Yeah, I feel like it's different though because as bad as Hatred is, it's like Hatred was just kind of like a general violence yeah. simulator. Whereas, like, active shooter is, like, right off the heels of one of many school shootings. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, it's still kind of with the explicit, well, depending which character you play as, with the explicit goal of, like, shooting kids to death, like, based off of current events that are, like, people are still, like, hurting from. And it's like even then i'm not going to sit here and defend hatred but i feel like it's in a way it's two that completely different things
2: but and then also like if you start being like well we're going to pull this game off and then and then where do we then where do we start to draw the line between what is and isn't acceptable but i think that it's very mm-hmm. clear that active shooter was not okay i don't think there was anyone who came out in defense of it who wasn't the developer like, trying to make the dime
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. sure and i think the only other game that could have possibly created more controversy than active shooter was pokemon let's go eevee and pokemon let's go eevee, <laughs> which i'd like to get your guys thoughts on it um i think from what i could tell when the trailers first came out everyone was through the roof excited and then the more that details came out people started getting angry and angrier to the point where now it's like mostly negativity that i'm seeing
1: yeah i i mean i can't wait to buy it <laughs> i don't know it looked like Like it looked like I mean, it looks like a mix of the traditional RPGs, but with a lot of Pokemon Go elements as well, Um, I think because I haven't seen a lot of details as to like how do things like battles actually work? Are they more towards the traditional side or are they more towards the Pokemon Go side? I don't have a problem with the catching mechanic because I feel like I don't know. I feel like after, you know, five to ten hours playing the Pokemon game, I'm like, running through the grass and i'm like oh please don't like please don't attack me please don't attack me or i'm using those like repels because i just don't want to get into these instances so if it's more like pokemon go do you have more control over it or if not it's probably still a quicker experience because you you i mean in pokemon you can run away but you can also like like throwing that ball takes less time than attacking it down to get it weaker and stuff like that so it could make the game a bit more streamlined which i would be into um I don't know. It looks, it, it looks super cute. It looks like a Pokemon game on switch. I will give them my money and probably buy the stupid Pokeball thing too. Um, and I, and I like it. I feel so. like, I
0: wasted my money buying the Pokemon go plus because this Pokeball controller, which I will also be buying, it does the exact same thing. If you connect it to Pokemon go. And, it looks way yeah, and it looks way cooler and it, your Pokemon talks yeah. to you. If you transfer one into it from your mm-hmm. switch game.
1: And and then there's like, there's so many questions still, like, like in the trailer, they showed like that Pokemon Go park thing that you can transfer from Pokemon Go into like, what is that? Well, what I that feel like I, f- I feel like um in past Pokemon
0: games, if you transferred Pokemon from an older game to the new one, I think it was for the purpose of preventing the player from being able to just steamroll the game by transferring
1: everything. Yeah, that's what I that's what I figured, yeah, cuz if you yeah, if you you've caught or, or evolved a Charizard or a Gyarados or whatever in Pokemon Go, like to just be able to transfer that to this game, like would be I mean, there's no point in trying to catch any Pokemon yeah. cuz you already caught them all in Pokemon Go and you're transferring them yeah. over, right? Like, so like
0: the way that it worked, I think they called it like Pal Park in previous games, but mm-hmm. basically they limited the amount of Pokemon you could transfer per day. And it was, like, the higher level or the rarer they were, like, the harder it was to reclaim them. So I'm guessing it's going to okay, be yeah. exactly the same or pretty close to exactly the same. Like, I saw some articles speculating that, oh, maybe you won't even be able to play with them at all. Maybe it's just so you could look at them in the Go mm-hmm. park. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, especially because they've already said in their like in their bullet points that if you transfer a Pokemon from Go to the Switch version, you can't transfer it back to Go. So if you can't transfer okay, it back yeah. to Go at all, what would be the point if you all you could do is? Look what would at be it?
1: the point if you're just? Yeah. At it. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Uh, so I'm almost positive, without any kind of real confirmation, that Go Park is just going to be something like that where they filter the amount of Pokemon mm-hmm. you could transfer at once. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and at the same time, like I don't like in terms of the negativity. Like I don't think that, for instance, I don't think not releasing this would make that full fledged rpg that's coming in 2019 i don't think that would make it come any faster because they i mean wasn't it when was it like it was just this past summer or something that they were like we just started working on this and we can only say right now that it's happening at some point like that's just not enough time to make a game like that and and i don't think that this coming like this coming out will keep us entertained hopefully until that next one does come out um but it's not gonna it like like this one existing was never going to change when the full-fledged rpg was going to release so so what's the what's the yeah. harm in it it's going to be huge like it's going to sell tons of consoles it's going to be huge for this holiday season like they're Nintendo's not fucking dumb oh. except they're only going to make four of those pokeball things so i, I hope you pre-ordered <laughs> it already or it's a thousand dollars on ebay probably
0: then <laughs> as and what you just said the last thing you were saying about it not having any effect on the the main one that's coming out next year that's like the biggest reason why i'm really kind of confused as to why people are so negative about it like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not replacing the core games it's not taking away anything it's if it's a spin-off this is like getting mad at like pokemon snap because it delayed pokemon silver
1: or some shit (laughs) like i'm just mad that there's not a new pokemon snap that's what i'm mad mad
0: Yeah, exactly i'd rather have another pokemon snap
1: or a remaster. If there's one game I want remastered, it's fucking
0: yeah, Pokémon Snap. It should have been on like the Wii U with the movable pad, but that's a different story. Yes. But yeah, like there are some concerns that I have, like for one, like in the trailer it shows that trainer battles are exactly the same as the main game, so it's like they have four attacks and all that. Okay. But it's also been confirmed that when you encounter Pokémon in the wild, there's literally no battling at all. Like it's just it's just,
1: a, like, it's it's just, just like, like Pokemon
0: Go. go. So mm-hmm. it makes me wonder how are you going to get stronger and how are you going to train to play against the
1: player that's the true. trainers that's
0: true. when you have no way to level grind or level up with
1: no battles and you catch that's True cuz that was a big part yeah that was a big part of increasing the strength of your own guys was was those random encounters with wild wild pokemon and everything Yeah so like that's that. that's true so i didn't think that's that.
0: my that's my biggest concern if we're going to talk about like complaints that i have um i'm not the biggest fan of them well this might be irrelevant once the game comes out and we know more about it but it doesn't bother me as much as some people but a lot of people are kind of tired of them giving so much attention to the original 150 pokemon because we already got like two years of it from pokemon sun and moon coming out with like new mm-hmm. alolan versions of own like all of the alolan versions were only um the from the first 150
1: and then mm-hmm. one i feel like that's i feel like that one is a tough one because for like nostalgia purpose i mean for instance if you're a kid just getting into this like like you might not be that like the newer pokemon might be more familiar to you than the original 150 so maybe that's like a new experience for you but like for instance for myself who i've bought all the games but probably like since the originals or and then maybe gold and silver like haven't played through them all and i'm at the point where like like for instance i actually i didn't talk about it but i downloaded and played pokemon go a little bit after this announcement actually maybe it was before the announcement but uh, i played a little bit of it and it was almost like like i like all of the quality of life and the the kind of daily quests and stuff that they've added to the game but i'm almost less motivated to play it than i was when i first got into it because 95% of the, the Pokemon that are, I'm picking up now, I'm, I have no connection to them and I have no idea who they are. And so a game like this, as someone who, you know, red and blue and yellow and gold and silver, those were my Pokemon games. Like I'm more likely to be interested in this because of that. But then I'm also not the target market. So, so that, so at the same time, like what do, what do the kids yeah, want? And, what do the kids want? But Josh? then
0: you, the thing about that though, is that, like the original 150 never disappeared either. Like they've always been integrated into the rosters of every new game. The only one that didn't do it was Pokemon black and white, which no coincidence is also, I think the most polarizing one where like Mm -hmm. black and white tried to do it where after you beat the game, you could transfer old ones over, but the only Pokemon you could find in the story and in the wild were really 150 brand new generation. Yeah. 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 And, I like I loved it because it made it it gave it another like a sense of discovery that I didn't really feel since the very first ones. Mm-hmm. But aside from that game, like every game puts a pretty big focus on the originals and then Sun and Moon, we we're just coming off of Sun and Moon and they put an even bigger spotlight on the originals because they gave them all those new mm-hmm. forms and evolutions and everything. So, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't really think that introducing it to a new generations a problem because they've never gone anywhere really i see so yeah, yeah that's true and I, w- I guess i would have and i'm talking so much about it but it's really i really don't have a huge problem with it i'll have a bigger problem with it if the final game comes out and it turns out that it literally cuts off at 150 and they don't sh- they don't let
1: you get any of the other pokemon in like a post game or anything mm-hmm. like that because uh, yeah like what about transferring them and stuff like that at that the point thing like, that's, can you transfer the thing that's
0: really worrying me is one of the details that came out about the game is that it says that only the original 150 can be transferred from go. And now that we're, it's been over a year since they introduced the gold and silver Pokemon. So that's like over a year of Mm -hmm. content. That's just going to be completely irrelevant to this game. That doesn't make sense to me, especially because if you remember in Mm -hmm. gold and silver, like the regions from red and blue and the regions from gold and silver were connected. So I feel like at the very, very least we should be able to hopefully get a post game of the gold and silver map which i think some of the rumors right. were yeah. saying we will get but it's no, that's not confirmed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be and then, like, cool. I mean like my
0: other my last big concern that i wanted to mention was that how in pokemon yellow when you had pikachu with you you couldn't evolve it. But pikachu is at least usable without evolving mm-hmm. it. But eevee kind of sucks <laughs> like without being able to evolve it.
1: <laughs> the whole point of it is yeah. to choose where you want yeah, it to go. Yeah, its whole I mean.
0: gimmick is that it can evolve into like seven or eight different things and Like, there's ways to make regular Eevee useful, but it's really difficult and not really worth the trouble. And I feel like the Eevee version is kind of getting shafted a little bit, because then you're going to be stuck with this really weak Pokemon that can't really do anything. Oh, yeah, I'm
1: definitely a pre-order. Like, I didn't even consider the Eevee version for one second. I was like, oh, I'm getting Pikachu more than Pikachu,
0: and I always get the second version. Like, I've always got Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Sapphire pokemon white Mm -hmm. so i'm to keep up a tradition i'm planning on getting eevee but it's like (laughs) i expected you to get both technically because one way or another we're gonna have one each but which might not even be necessary because that's another thing about that trailer is it's gonna have co-op play for the first time and if you throw two pokeballs at the same time you get like an increased chance of catching it or something which brings up another question are you going to be able to is that second player going to be able to carry over their co-op catches to mm-hmm. like their own game? Or is it strictly like a Mario Galaxy type thing where the second player solely exists to support the first player and they don't get any progress? Right. But, you know, those are all questions that hopefully we'll learn more about at E3. before, yeah, Hopefully before out. the game comes out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about how Nintendo loves to see a squirm trying to fight over the four products they release. Um, they did just announce that Mega Man 11 was coming out on Switch with a special limited edition that comes with a new Mega Man Amiibo. And again, it's a GameStop exclusive and it's only in this collector's edition and we're all fucking screwed. Sons of bitches. Did you see it though? Uh, I did, yeah. it was yeah, really cool. cool. And there's import sites where you could buy yeah. it from Japan as a standalone. So hopefully it, with that considered, it should be easier to figure out. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was that fire pro wrestling world which has been out for like a year on steam but essentially as a beta it's like if you're unfamiliar fire pro wrestling is like one of the classic all-time great wrestling games but it's all in 2d like 2d sprites
1: yeah it looks like i because i remember when this one got announced i watched like the announcement trailer and i think i watched a a couple of videos the last one it looks really it looks interesting yeah i'm always down for another wrestling game because I, I mean, there is only so much WWE two K to play. I think,
0: and then the cool thing about this one is that the full release that they're doing for PS four is gonna feature uh, a because f- most of the time you create your own characters and like upload them to the internet and download them. That's pretty much the whole game as far as like the Steam version. Mm-hmm. But on PS four when it launches, it's gonna have the the pre made New Japan Pro Wrestling roster on it, and they were just showing in a recent press release how it's gonna have a full story mode that kind of takes you through what's happening in new Japan and introduce you to all the wrestlers Mm -hmm. and maybe even more exciting than that is that the first prints are going to come out with an almanac that explains the history of new Japan. So I think that's really cool because to me. It serves as a double, like a dual purpose where you get the game and then it gives you that supplemental material so you can get into the game more. But it also like if you're a new wrestling fan or you just started watching new Japan or haven't started watching at all, you have an extra incentive to kind of pick up the game and it gives you like a rundown on everything you need to know. Well, ideally we haven't seen the almanac yet, of course, but ideally it's going to give you a rundown of everything that's going on in the company right now. So if you want to get into it, it kind of helps you get caught up for the real product before jumping into the game and it could transition into, into watching the actual show. So I think that was a really good move marketing wise on their end. Then the last thing was the square Enix go series. Did, uh, uh, who who was the one who posted that one?
1: I okay. put that in there. It's just disappointing. Um, so they noted, and it's, I fucking love those games. So they, Square Enix over the past number of years, so they released uh, a few mobile games, Lara Croft Go, Hitman Go, and Deus Ex Go. And they've released them on like actual consoles and everything as well, because they were all pretty like pretty well received. They're kind of like turn-based strategy games slash puzzle games where you're, I mean, play as the series respective stars and, and uh, ha- like each game kind of has some of the mechanics of those games, but it's mostly like you're, you're swiping to, to move and all of the enemies and other characters also get to move at that same time. So you need to figure out how to get from A to B basically. And they were always like really uniquely styled, really pre- like high quality, they were premium mobile titles. So they cost five bucks when they came out. Um, I bought all of them and, and Enjoyed thoroughly, enjoyed all of them. Um, was hoping, you know, as just think about it recently, that it's like, oh, we haven't seen much from them in a while, like yeah, either Square Enix. So I was like, maybe we'll get like a Final Fantasy one or something like that, but um. They announced today that the series has come to an end. Uh, Square Enix Montreal, who is the developer, um, noted to PC Games Insider yesterday, basically noting that the game's price point factored into the decision. Uh, They essentially noted, his name is Patrick Nod. Uh, He said, it's one of the challenges we have, today is the premium mobile market is simply diminishing you've got more and more high quality free titles uh so there are fewer and fewer people inclined to try something that is not free um it doesn't mean that they won't spend in game but they want to spend on a game that they're sure they're going to like Um, the perception of choice makes it that uh makes it that even if it's only five dollars that's too much um i don't know it's like one of those things it's like like most of the, and I mean, we've talked about mobile games and we've talked about free games and in-app purchases and everything. We've talked about that so many times, but it's just one of those things that like, like these games that are premium can't shine because so few people on mobile platforms are willing to pay for an app or, or, or a game or whatever. But like then, then, you know, have no problem spending $5 to make sure their farm is better than their friends or whatever. Like it's, it's just such as weird parad this weird paradigm. And, um, and it's great. Like it's crazy. Cause there are, I mean, games like this, which are, I mean, I've spent $15 on this series and, and that $15 feels like nothing. And especially for the hours and hours of enjoyment that I got playing these games based on series that I've loved and everything like that. Um, I mean, it's crazy to see like you also have super high quality free to play games like Fortnite Battle Royale, which is generating buttloads of money every single fucking second of every single day. Um, And those ones are very deserving of it. But then you have like the cheap, you know, the cheap, like fill this energy bar or fill this energy bar, fill this energy bar because we have seven different energy bars in our game. Just (laughs) pay us a dollar. Yeah. (laughs) Just pay us a dollar. Yeah. I don't know, it's just disappointing. I loved all of those games. They've noted that they're not done making mobile titles, but uh, it's going to be looking at new concepts since there will be no more Go. Yeah, and that really Go sucks games. too, because
0: I always thought that those games are pretty good too. And it's just weird the, mo- the mentality of mobile games where it's like, mm-hmm. like you were kind of touching on it a second ago, but how, oh, I don't want to spend $5 for a high quality game, but I'll download, I'll like dump $80 into trying to pull a character yeah. in Final Fantasy, Brave Exvius well, or
1: got to get those gems. Fire
0: Emblem. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And these are like award-winning games. Like it won. Uh, so uh, what does it say? So the Laura Croft go won Apple's game of the year for iOS in 2015. Um, and it also won the best mobile slash handheld game at the game awards in 2015. Um, and now it's like you're not going to see another game in that series because people don't spend money on mobile games. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but it's just
0: weird. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But that's the reality, unfortunately. But so that looks like it's about it for the news. We want to move on to our mission objective.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, were we yes, going to talk some
0: they, E3 hype? I'm sorry, they tie they were kind of tied in together. So I thought we were all. I thought it was all the same thing.
1: That is the. Let's do that. That is that is the mission objective. Okay, sure. So, let's go with that. Huh? What's going on? Detroit become human and it was great. What?
2: I'm sorry. Are we living in different universes? Is Trump president where you are? Can I come live with you?
1: No, he's not. He's not.
0: <laughs> but yeah. So um, going into our E3 hype and predictions, we could start with Courtney.
2: Oh, um, I I don't really have predictions. I have I have hopes, um, and they're probably going to be dashed. I don't know. I I have a real I don't know if it's just this week or what's been going on or what, but I don't have a lot of I hopes for E3 this year mostly because of what we talked about all the spoilers that have been going on um I feel like if I had paid hard-earned beautiful dollars to go that I'd be pissed as fuck because I feel like every major label has pretty much either given away their big titles or given away everything they're doing um I'm however still hoping for some God of War DLC I know it's early I know we only just got the game like what a month ago two months ago
0: early. We, we usually have three DLC packs within the first yeah, two but weeks.
2: I feel like that's when game companies <laughs> are doing that shitty thing where they don't release a full game to you and then release the DLC to suck all your money is out of you. I feel like that that was not the goal with this game. Um, but I am, I am definitely hungry for hungry for more God of War. I'm hungry for more time with my son. I want to go play. I want to.
1: They should just have like an Atreus Park mode then, or something, where you can just like Atre- uh, play with uh, Atreus. On park. Go? Could that be the next? Oh
2: I would cry. Like
1: every every Pokestop, every Pokestop, something for him
2: like, to read. And then we get like androids, and I I download him into an android, <laughs> and then I have him as my son in real life, and then Detroit become humans worth it. Um.
0: And then he and then he kills you.
2: God damn it, Josh! Why? Then
0: he. Then he. And he revolts. He the Android Revolution begins and you're the first victim.
2: <laughs> no, because I'll be his mom and he'll love me. That's how that works. Oh. Um
0: uh, I was about to say something, but then I remember Derek yeah. hasn't finished God of War. Nah. Never mind. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, no, I would be really stoked for some some DLC teasers. Um, I've heard rumors of elders well, like, I know that and Derek wants wants to talk about this, but I know Bethesda has talked about they have some um fallout what's the new fallout coming out it's like a prequel right and it's supposed 76. to be an online thing Fallout 76, a lot, from what i hear allegedly it's supposed to be an online thing like
1: allegedly like oh my alexa just woke oh, hello, up for alexa. No? good morning okay.
2: um yeah fallout 76 so it's supposed to be a lot like um elder scrolls online i don't know why bethesda is shoving this online stuff down our throats
1: if I'm it was like if it was I, like, like... I, I mean i love skyrim right, i'll talk about I I love skyrim. i'm still playing i finished it.
2: it and it's been like seven years um i can't make myself it's so there's something about that <laughs> can't do it um but i like uh, i don't know i just i don't understand what that fascination is and why they made elder scrolls online and then have just been repackaging skyrim instead of giving us the next chapter in the elder scrolls
1: i feel like elder scrolls online is great though i really like elder scrolls online also elder scrolls online is not developed by bethesda studios it's like a separate developer um so it wouldn't have any effect okay. on a, a new elder scrolls game it's made by i think Zenimax is the developer it's just
0: like just like how pokemon let's go pikachu won't have an effect on the next pokemon game so stop complaining
1: yeah Okay. Yeah, exactly. But I, I probably put a good, my, myself and Michaela probably put a good 20 hours into Elder Scrolls on that. I loved what I played I, of
2: that. I think I haven't, because isn't it, isn't it a, a subscription game? Isn't it just like, wow, but it's, wow, but it's, it's not? It is
1: not oh, subscription-based no. anymore. It was for quite some time, but now you buy the game and you, um, I think they make money off, like there is a, a store where you can buy things, but there are okay. um, expansions. Um, which are apparently very, very good. Like they did uh, an entire, did they do a Skyrim one or did they just do a Morrowind I'm one? I'm not
2: sure because I, I, I follow I follow some of the stuff on Facebook. I did not know that they were not subscription-based anymore because that's why I didn't start because that shit pisses me off.
1: Yeah, so they changed the, it was about a year and a half, maybe two years ago that they switched, but they changed the name to, it's called like the Elder Scrolls Online Uh, Tamriel Unlimited. The unlimited piece is because you just buy the game and you can play as much as you want.
2: Journalistic integrity on this show?
1: You should try it. It's really. It's.
2: I've never. So, played so have you never it. played it, or play it you've tried it? I didn't. I think. I think. Yeah, I didn't it. play it because it was subscription based, and I was like, I don't play that mm-hmm. game. And then everything.
1: And I it, was, it often goes on sale for like ten dollars oh, as well, yeah. which is pretty cool. At least for the base game. Like I think I bought it on Xbox, and I didn't pay more than ten or fifteen dollars. Right, I'm writing that
2: down right now. Skyrim Online, but I want the next. I want the next chapter, and I want. Like I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been watching a lot of Skyrim videos online. That's how I'm falling asleep right now. Um, but there's just been like complaints about stuff, and I think it's just getting uh-huh. to me. But like a new beautiful game, like take take the graphics from Detroit: Become Human, but make it Skyrim. So we'll have dragons and magic and shit, and then make a new Elder Scrolls game, and I'll be happy. All I want. <sighs>
1: I mean it sounds like you've got like nine hundred hours of Elder Scrolls online content to play through right. now. So by the time you do that, there'll probably I be a new main Skyrim. series game. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Actually I put I, I actually I did play Skyrim a lot this week too. I put in like I, uh, I I've been down, so I've just like woke up one day and I played Skyrim for seven hours straight without doing anything else. Which isn't healthy, but I did. Um but I'm getting to that
1: Man, I gotta lose my job I mean, or something. That sounds great. No, it's great. awful.
2: I'm depressed because I don't have work. <laughs> so please hire me. Oh,
0: you wanna you wanna clean up you wanna clean up filthy clothes no. that may or may not no. be peed on.
2: But I did get a okay. I did get a job to, offer to checking. make soap. So that's fun. But
0: like for Lush? No,
2: uh, for another company. But like,
0: are you gonna make bath bombs? No,
2: I think Can the I job what? is basically like screwing caps on laundry detergent and then putting them in boxes. It's real boring. Um,
1: but for money... But for
2: lots of monies. So, for more monies than... It, okay, just aside, one of the jobs I'm applying for is like $15 an hour to be a zookeeper, I think, if I remember correctly, or working at the zoo for $15 an hour with animals and people. They will pay me more money to put caps on laundry detergent and give me full benefits. But I can't get that at the zoo. What's wrong with our priorities, America? Take care of your animals. Anyway.
0: um. Don't being like... People don't like being told what to do.
2: Yeah, well, don't use straws. Um,
0: <laughs> well, that's why you just got to tell them to neglect their animals and they'll do the opposite.
1: When I went to the Taylor Swift concert, I bought a beverage there and I experienced my first paper <gasps> straw. It was pretty yes, interesting.
2: I haven't had the paper straw is I the,
1: love yet. Is that is that like a Washington-wide Seattle. thing or is it just,
2: Seattle's dying. just Seattle?
1: Seattle's- yeah, yeah. So I was like super, I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? And it was like. It, it it was cool. i mean i i wondered how long it would take for the paper to start breaking down inside the drink but it didn't seem to happen they're and i was sipping lines. from it for like an hour and a half they, okay put yeah wax yeah. on them so, so
2: that and then they're and then they're biodegradable they're a lot more eco-friendly so like if you okay. if you let's say like you were an asshole and you just took your straw and you tossed it in the bay when you were done mm-hmm. that will turn into paper and biodegrade so much more quickly so uh, i feel
1: like are there still people like are there actually people that think that getting rid of plastic straws is not a good idea the,
0: yeah i was just gonna say those paper straws don't sound american at all
2: Uh i mean you're talking about seattle which is a different kind of america like the areas i don't know anyway but I, I, like when you show people the pictures <laughs> of plastic straws in turtles and like killing turtles, people get upset. But also they are not willing to not have a straw. And they're,
1: they're more upset when they open up a paper straw. Probably. I, mean, I haven't I have experienced a,
2: any like, paper straws yet. I no, bring it was my own great. straws. Was, I, mean, I don't it... use straws when I go out. I have plastic straws that I keep in my purse. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I have a friend who hopefully is not listening, but <laughs> he like we did. a They put a plastic bag ban in place here in L.A like a few years ago uh-huh. and every once in a while he'll post these like Instagram pictures where it's like, Oh, hashtag anti-liberal, which I don't know what liberal has to do with it, but he's like hashtag anti-liberal hashtag politically incorrect. And he was like, Oh, uh, I'm posting this to bring awareness to the lack of plastic bags. And we like, who would, who could ever forget the <laughs> feeling of going to a grocery store and being able to get a plastic bag to take home with you. Like we need to bring those back, and I'm like, what the fuck? We need to like, plastic things, bag so bad. Well, of all the things to be like pass to be passionate about, and like, <laughs> and like I said, he's <laughs> like the the bag, politically bag. incorrect. I'm like, that's not
2: people got real upset has to
0: do with political correctness.
2: It's the Matsu just Valley just banned bag. plastic bags, and a bunch of my friends were getting upset about it. They're like, what am I going to do when I'm dyeing my hair? I'm like, you're going to go out, you're going to buy a dollar sh- shower cap that you're going to reuse and reuse and reuse, and you're not going to. And it's not
0: that. even like. I don't know if it's like this up there, but here it's like plastic bags aren't banned as a whole. It's just like grocery store ones. So you could still mm-hmm. buy like trash bags from the store or whatever. Yeah.
2: You still get trash. I mm. mean, in, in Washington, most places in Washington, if you ask for a bag, they charge you for it. You so they try and encourage. Yeah, that's what it's like.
1: They're not banned at all here, but grocery stores are like I think it's like ten cents a bag. Yeah, it's five or ten cents a bag
2: here, but we don't have plastic bags. We have paper bags, so you still get a bag. Like if you don't have your if you don't have your little fold them up save bag, then you can use a plastic one or a paper one, Mm -hmm. and then you don't. Because when I, you know, where I grew up in Alaska, like we had plastic shitty bags. We're totally off topic. Plastic shitty bags everywhere, and it was gross and, and not environmentally well, and friendly. Like if that
1: person's like, "What am I gonna do when I? Did, what am I gonna do when I dye my hair?" Who doesn't have like a thousand plastic bags in their house already? So many, and
2: I don't use plastic bags. Yeah, the Walmart. I, I used all my years bag ago.
1: Like
0: happened. right, like maybe six months into the ban, I was all out. Uh, but, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And how's your life? I survived. I survived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I survived. <laughs> Buy but, a uh, shower. Yeah. Cap. Wow.
2: Buy a shower cap. They're they're super cheap. Just do that. It's so oh much God. easier, and you can rinse it out, and it's fine. Because I but have yeah. like three.
1: <laughs> this is, I have no idea how so we started. This has been about another this.
0: episode okay. of the Geek Skate Plastic Bags podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, bring them back. Hashtag, hashtag bring them back. Twenty twenty. Hashtag anti liberal. Um, yes.
2: It's like so, Shane's here. I'm getting homesick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, was that all that you guys or? Courtney, That's all that what all I you... was like.
2: I only had two things. I'm not, like I said, I'm not like I usually don't look into a lot of things for like E3 and stuff like that. I usually just kind of like keep an ear out as it's going and and tap in when I think something's interesting. But those are the only two things I'm really kind of hoping for. Sorry, I'm making everything so long today.
1: No, it's fine. That's great. That was, making uh, up for all those episodes uh, over the years we've
0: completely either missed or not done or <laughs> never
1: posted. <laughs> uh, I. Um, I don't know. I feel like I love E3 time. I feel like we get to see a lot of amazing trailers that turn into mediocre games. Um, I Watch Dogs. I mean, we always have the memories. Yeah, Hey Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs Two though was a great game. I really enjoyed Watch, watch dogs, dogs Two. Is like the um, Xbox One where it's
0: like it, the it originally built up so much bad will that people weren't willing to give it a shot even after it got way better.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, probably we got a super unexpected surprise announcement this week of a new follow-up game. Um, that, Oh, I thought you're going to see something <laughs> racing. Oh, I'm stoked for that. That I got fucking, yeah, me too. Like <laughs> that was the most I ever played. My PlayStation Vita was, uh, racing transformed and I got blisters like on my hands because I was so like the Vita is not super comfortable to hold for long periods of time. Um, uh, but yeah, that was that kind of came out of nowhere. But the Fallout 76 announcement, we kind of already alluded to, but um, f- super weird way of announcing it. They just suddenly went live to uh, to Twitch and then pretty much nothing happened for 24 hours. And then Todd Howard came on and was like, hey, here's a trailer. Uh, and so <laughs> bizarre. it's a new Fallout game. Chronologically, it will be the first Fallout game. It's set like, I think, 60 to 70 years before the events of the first Fallout, which I think is the next one chronologically um but yeah is it was it? like a uh th- it, no what was that go ahead
2: is it is it pre is it pre nuke
1: no but it's so it's about tw- i believe it's 20 or 25 years after um after the bombs dropped Oh, okay. um and so it's it's from from what we know of Vault seventy six, which has been mentioned in a couple of the previous games, it was one of Vault Tech's like control vaults. So it was one of the ones that didn't have a weird experiment going on, oh, okay. um, which was very few of those vaults. Um, but it was also one of the it was also scheduled to be one of the first ones to open up again. Um, I just like I just love Fallout and I love the 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 worlds that they build and I love like the stories that they that they make. Although like. Some of them I had a harder time getting into. I've tried to play New Vegas, which is apparently the best one, like three or four times, and I just... Uh, really? Really what?
0: Like, I never played it, but I always heard that New Vegas, like,
1: people didn't like because they said it was really buggy. So that, yeah, that, I mean, they're all buggy as shit, and I think New Vegas is supposed to be the worst one there. But in terms of, like, lore and storyline, it's apparently, like, the best one. But I feel like I've just had a hard time getting attached to that main character and to that story, and I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I need to play it again. Um, but, I, I mean, they didn't detail anything aside from this two minute cinematic trailer. It looks like it's still using the same engine. It looks like it's probably like, like just using the assets from fallout four again, which I don't have an issue with at all. I just want to hear about what it is. And there's rumors that it's online based, you know, there's rumors that it's mostly about base building, which doesn't interest me at all. And I did not do any of that in fallout four. Cause it felt like a waste of time. Um, you know, there's rumors that it will have cooperative elements. There's rumors that it's a full on MMO, um, we don't know anything at this point, but I am excited because I love the series. Um, aside from that, cyberpunk is finally going to be shown off at E3 this year. That is possibly the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Um, cyberpunk being the next game from, uh, CD project red who made, uh, the witcher three along with the other witcher games. Um, cyberpunk got announced like years and years ago, and we haven't really seen much of it since then, but we're finally, it sounds like we're finally set to see something this time around. Um, Uh, it's so much other stuff got leaked um what would it yeah i don't know what would i love to see um i don't know so tony hawk and activision are no, no, no longer together uh tony mentioned a number of months ago that he's potentially working on something with another publisher um a new good tony hawk style game fucking would would die i'd be so excited for that um yeah, I don't know what else really. I I just I really enjoy E3 time because there's so much news that comes out. There's so many surprises. Um, I, I it's hard to say what we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing what PlayStation does at their press conference. Uh, along like you know like the they they're they've been pushing PlayStation VR really hard. I'm looking forward to seeing what is coming from PlayStation VR this year because I it's a platform that. I love and am super invested in and uh, can't wait to see what new titles they have there. Um, Microsoft. I, I think Microsoft needs to have a big E3. I think that as much as I've loved games like sea of thieves, they are struggling for exclusives right now. State of Decay 2 is fine, but it is not a God of War. It is not a Detroit become human it is not a Spider-Man, which is just a few months away. Um, what, a, you know, and then what else do they have on the pipeline? Like, They're going to announce probably a new Forza, probably a new Gears, probably a new Halo. But how close are any of those to actually releasing when? I feel like Sony's got a number. Sony has had a number of big, big exclusives this year, and they've still got a couple more. Um, And Microsoft has not, and Microsoft needs it. They need to announce. They need to have a great E3. They need to not, like, use celebrities to to show off the first production run of Cars again like they did last year. Like, that was a waste (laughs) of fucking time. And what what were they doing? And they have an amazing console in the Xbox One X. And I feel like there are so many advantages over like the PS4 Pro in terms of power and everything like that. Um, but they're not utilizing it and they need to. Um, I want to see how much Nintendo talks up, talk, how much more Nintendo can fuck up their online service um, while also announcing some amazing games. Will we get an Animal Crossing? How amazing would that be? I don't know probably pretty amazing uh, as long as it's not another happy home designer uh- <laughs> holy shit that game <laughs> um i don't know i'm just excited i love watching all the stuff i love i love i always love the like discussions with you guys afterwards i love I, I i just love e3 time
0: yeah if they announce at e3 that there's going to be a spider gwen costume for spider-man it's like a day one
1: purchase i don't give a shit is it not a day one purchase anyways though like it looks so good i need
0: i need an, a I i need more incentive and that inside is Spider spider <laughs> i don't give a shit otherwise
2: spider Gwen, spider Gwen.
0: I'm, I'm tired of playing as peter parker
2: doing things
0: up. but
1: what if, it, what spider- if there's is there is there a miles is miles in the game i feel like i've trying i've been trying to avoid a lot of the actually they haven't released that much stuff i, but I haven't watched in like
0: in the game, game but i think there is like an alternate costume
1: okay yeah yeah
0: um but yeah, as far as any E3 predictions I have, um, my biggest one is that the new Fire Emblem game that they promised last February was coming this year will be announced because we're halfway through 2018. and We haven't heard shit about <laughs> it. So it's starting to get a little worried, but I'm really excited for a new Fire Emblem, Like it's, which essentially is going to be a console Fire Emblem because it's going to be on Switch, and Switch is like a hybrid, and it'll be the first time mm-hmm. it's the Wii that we'll get a console version if... Assuming you don't count Tokyo Mirage sessions, which was a spinoff, but I'm really hoping to see a new Fire Emblem. Um, I think Smash Brothers is going to be one of the biggest hits of a convention. And I'm really hoping that characters from like Xenoblade 2, like Rex and Pyra, get announced for it on top of like the inklings that we've already got. It's, it's getting kind of weird because I feel like you're starting to get to the point where you're going to have to either focus on new characters or scrape the bottom of the barrel for old ones but like, I'm really hoping Ridley gets Mm. put into it from Metroid. I'm hoping we get another donkey Kong character at least, which hell it could be funky Kong at this point a new funky mode. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I'm going to, I'm really interested to see which characters are going to get announced for smash since they usually in the past would like hype up the game for a year and a half and two years with all these character reveals. But now that the game is only a few months away and we don't know, we almost know nothing about it. I think we're going to get a lot of like rapid fire reveals. I'm really hoping that crash bandicoot gets added like side by side with like a demo for crash trilogy on switch or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that we'll get playable Shenmue three on the floor at some point. Um, you know, for as many years as we've been waiting for a Shenmue three, like now's the time to really kind of show off what we're going to be able to get and what all that Kickstarter money is going towards.
1: um, Mm -hmm. How how many uh, how many battle royale games do you think we'll Holy see shit. announced? Like six. And and is it more yeah. or less than? If 10? Thanos
0: isn't in it, I don't care. Like the only <laughs> time I even tried to play Fortnite was when Thanos was in it, and then I couldn't figure out the menus mm-hmm. for some reason, so I just quit. But yeah, I don't know. Like the battle royale things out of control. Like speaking of news, like we already finished the news. But did you see how um, players unknown was trying is suing Epic? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, did you uh, did you also see that apparently player unknown has lost half of its players since really? January? Really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, but apparently, yeah. I think we'll see
0: um, more DLC characters announced for Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Fighters. Which, if the rumors are true, that means that we're getting closer and closer to the 17- Android Seventeen reveal, which I'm thrilled about. And yeah, aside from that, I feel like like Courtney was saying, so much stuff is already leaked and everything that. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to left to predict, I think, because a lot of it's already out in the open. But
2: why bother going at like, the, yeah. go this point? Just do a press release.
1: And it's it's tough. Like like I, it's so hard not to look at that leaked stuff. I mean, how much of it is real? How much of it's not real? But it's so hard to avoid. But it like, it, it must feel super shitty to be somebody who's involved in those companies because they have these huge announcements and these big games that no one would expect or whatever and then a week before your presentation it it, it you know a title or a trailer or a logo or a keychain in the case of Ubisoft <laughs> leaks out and like how much does that take away from your presentation like that shock when you reveal that trailer is totally gone and i feel like that must be so disappointing to be somebody that's involved with yeah, that
0: yeah and like speaking of that's off we could go into our Real mission objective, which is how we
1: feel about uh, how we feel about leaks leading into E3. Mm-hmm. I think it's shitty. I think it's, I, and I like, I feel like I don't recall as many, I don't recall there being as many as it seems like there are this here like to the point where, and, and it, I, I mean, we won't know how much of it is real and how much of it isn't until next week, but um, you know, to the point where you're seeing like apparent like lists of the games that companies are going to talk about or the exact order of their, the announcements they're going to make and stuff like that, you know, and even we even with things like, like a few hours before fallout 76 got announced, somebody posted uh, that that was the title and that, you know, it was going to be some sort of online experience. Um, you know, it, it just is happening so much. And even sometimes it's like, like, the new Assassin's Creed got leaked because there was somebody found a keychain of it, like like a physical keychain, and th- that's how your game gets leaked. But it's just so like like I love that element of surprise, and it's like like I follow a lot of like tech stuff too. I feel that same disappointment when like you know a phone or a you know whatever like shows up uh, well before it's announced, but yeah i don't know i love these announcements and i love that surprise and i love that you know that shock that you feel when it's you know a, a favorite franchise or something like that comes out of nowhere um and i think this takes away from that and at the same time it's so hard not to look at them when they come out
0: yeah like with leaks for
1: me i feel like it's
0: it's a, it's weird because on one hand a lot of times i know that these leaks are intentional like they'll be mandated by the companies
1: and it'll I feel I feel like I can't see leaks like around this time being super intentional though. Like why especially the bigger companies that have their own like they have their own press conferences, like why would they not want that hype and that surprise of of announcing it during their press conference? Why would they want to yeah. leak like I that remember
0: out? like what was it? God, it's forever now. It doesn't feel like it's this long, but um like with the Final Fantasy VII remake <laughs> reveal, I remember how I think it was given to a few websites exclusively but then like whispers started coming out like like a, the day before the presentation mm-hmm. that oh they're going to announce a Final Fantasy VII remake and then the by the time the press conference is going to start the leak had spread so far that everyone was pretty much expecting it but i feel like that ended up drawing even more eyes to mm-hmm. the presentation and then when they re, when they actually showed it on screen everyone lost their shit so much that like if anything it kind of built up to the anticipation but then again I feel like that was the exception to the rule, and like ninety percent of the time, what you just said mm-hmm. is what happens, where it kind of just takes the winds out of the sails of the announcement. And
2: well, and and when everything's getting leaked for like a giant conference, like like E three is a big deal, and people pay. Like we were talking about trying to go to E three, or like jo- you were trying to go, Josh, because we're we're too far north and not doing that. Um, and, like, people spend, like, so much money to go. And then, like, I'd be pissed if everything that was going to be talked about that I was excited to go see was talked about in the media before the conference even happened. Like, why would, it would be a waste of money?
0: Yeah, right. Well, just to clarify a little bit, the press conferences where they announce everything, that's separate from E3 itself. And those are usually free, but you have to, like, win a raffle or get invited. So that, that's right. separate from what you're paying for. Like, what you're paying for is just being able to walk the floor and actually get to play the stuff they announced. but. Typically the announcements themselves are free. You just have to kind of get, be a little lucky to be able to win a ticket or whatever the case is, but still your point still, I get your point where it's like, you know, you're,
2: it's part of the experience, like getting that opportunity. Yeah.
0: And you're all excited about the convention and everything that they're going to show off. And then all of a sudden you open you open whatever IGN or whatever it is. And there's a front page story like, Oh, uh, like three weeks out for B three. Oh, uh, fallout's coming out and it's like it kills the excitement a little bit especially in a case like yeah. with pokemon let's go pikachu and let's go eevee i think the first official leak that came out about that game was was on april 1st, it was on april 1st and 1st. no one believed it because it was like,
1: yeah and it was and it was completely right yeah, And there's and even so info much info that, leak
0: that hasn't been revealed yet which is it makes it even more interesting to see if that's mm. how it plays out but yeah it's Like, leaks don't bother me personally all that much because I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm just like that. Even with like stories, if someone spoils a game ending or something, like most of the time, unless it's like a long running series that I'm super invested in, like most of the time I don't care about spoilers. So I think that kind of extends to Mm -hmm. E3, where personally I don't really care that much about leaks. But it does suck when you're like watching press conferences and, you know, Microsoft or Sony or whoever is like leading up to this big crescendo to announce this big surprise except it's something that we all found out about 2 weeks ago <laughs> like completely then like mm-hmm. there's like light applause and no and that's about it because everybody-
1: <laughs> whereas like it would have been you know like i i i don't recall an applause i don't think as big as the final fantasy 7 remake announcement potentially but i feel like there's so many games that would or could get a reaction like that? That won't because you know you saw them yeah, like two yeah. weeks before. And or it's whatever. old news, and
2: you're not that hyped anymore. And everyone's already speculated and data mined and over it.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Man, what if they announced a new Silent Hill game? They won't, but what if they did?
0: Let's you know how not. they make those pinball 3D games that you could download, and it's like a virtual pinball. That's what it's going to be. It's like Silent Hill virtual <laughs> pachinko, available yeah. now. <laughs> on xbox live arcade
1: right now <laughs> it's fucking hideous on Game Pass. did you see how metal gear survive is free this week no i didn't i'm still not i it doesn't look like it's worth it. it looks like a piece of shit it made me sick it
0: made me sick a little bit the thought of even playing it for free was like ugh. my like god shivered a little bit yeah <laughs> but was there anything anybody else wanted to add to the mission objective or are we gonna wrap it up for tonight
1: i think we can wrap it up oh i'm really excited to see last of us part Two. Oh yeah yeah
0: and i'm really excited to see doshin the giant That's my bold prediction. We're getting a new Doshin the Giant on Nintendo
1: Switch. I do not know what that is. Nobody else (laughs) does either.
0: (laughs) So with that, we are wrapping up episode 156. You could find us all at geekscape.net and you could find me on social media platforms and gaming platforms at Inu Joshua. Uh, Where could everyone find you at, Courtney?
2: You can find me on Twitter at AKGeekGirl and at GeekGirlAK everywhere else. I just had a stroke. Um <laughs> Wait,
0: but did you recover?
2: I did at the very okay, end. Good.
0: good job.
2: Um also make sure to follow us uh our Facebook group, uh Facebook.com slash group slash geekscape games podcast where we post updates and all our new episodes and talk about things and I'll freak out if I play something like Detroit Become Human. Play heavy rain. i uh, add it to the list. I think I'm
1: gonna just I'm gonna stay up all night and play Detroit Become Human again because I loved it so much. And Courtney mm. should watch you stream it, right? Courtney, and,
2: Co-
0: and when Courtney's you when you do and when you do stream Detroit Become Human all night tonight, where can they find you?
1: Uh, at? I am at dcranavelt on Twitter, and I am Captain K seventeen across gaming platforms, which really works out for Sea of Thieves. I, I it's like I planned for that, but I didn't. Oh, that's dope! Right, think that. and that was that's been my like gamer tag. I mean, I was seventeen when I made that, so eleven years ago. Just I was so waiting cool. for this game.
2: You knew. You knew it was coming.
1: Good job. Good job with the (laughs) foresight there. All right. So with
0: that, we are going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. And bye, bye, everybody.
2: Bye.